This is the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Podcast with Dr. Serene Sharif. This is a space where we explore how mindfulness, productivity systems, and our thoughts create the magic in our life. I'm here to help and support you if you are struggling with overwhelm and burnout, and you're looking for tools to take control of your time, mind, energy, and productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Serene Sharif, and I am a general surgeon, medical educator, mom to three wonderful children, and wife, which were all instrumental in my journey to be a productivity and burnout coach. I'm excited to share my tools and unique framework to build a community so no one has to go through this alone, empowering each other to find our way out of burnout and overwhelm. We will explore how my mindfulness and productivity systems framework can help you combine the energy of mindfulness with the scientific principles of habit building and your unique systems of productivity. My framework is designed to help you find clarity, design your dream life, and create your transformation. We'll discuss how to overcome limiting beliefs and obstacles that are standing in the way of your dream life, as well as how to create and sustain your new habits in a way that will allow you to finally ditch your willpower and motivation struggles and have more time and energy to live your best life. This is episode number 32. In our last episode, we talked about what it means to really explore our passions and what does really living in our own passion mean. I hope you enjoyed applying it to your life and exploring what your passions are and how to start living them. Now, this week, I would like to continue this conversation and talk about the elephant in the room which is something that comes up every time I start exploring my passions and interested in trying something new. And that's inertia. Now, most of us remember inertia from elementary school, right? Just as a reminder, Newton's first law is the law of inertia. And it states that if a body is at rest or moving, it will remain at rest or keep moving unless it is acted upon by a force. Now, there's a lot more mathematics and physics in this. There's equ- and ways of calculating what force needs to be applied and how it'll move and velocity and all of that good stuff. But I really just want to focus on the essence of this law. So if we are in a place, emotionally, mentally, even physically, what our brain wants us to do is to stay in that place because our brain really doesn't want to do anything that would require extra effort or energy. Now, we've talked a little bit about our prefrontal cortex versus our primitive brain, our limbic system, and how it all works together. I want to take the time to just explore that understanding a little deeper right now so we can continue our conversation on inertia. And I promise this is not going to turn out to be a physics lesson. So we think on an everyday sort of routine life that we lead. It's really our thinking brain, our intellectual brain that makes decisions. But in reality, it is our primitive brain, our limbic system that really takes over when we are experiencing that energy low and we have to decide if we're going to finish the project like we promised we were going to. That's how we decide what we're going to do when we wake up in the morning. What are we going to do when we decide what we're going to eat for lunch. And when it's time to go work out or finish a project or working late at night and really experiencing that energy low. And we think maybe that cookie in the fridge or the ice cream in the freezer can give us a little bit more energy so we can finish it up. When we get up to go work out and we think, oh, maybe today I don't need to. Like I mentioned earlier, our brain wants to keep us comfortable and avoid 
avoid and minimize the amount of work that we have to do, the amount of changes that we have to make. Stepping out of our comfort zone is not really what our brain wants to do. And this all boils down to some automated behaviors that we do on a routine basis. And yes, I'm talking about habits. So our habits define what we do a lot more than we realize. Researchers at Duke University found that at least 40% of what we do on a day-to-day basis is based on our habits. It's our subconscious, primitive part of our brain that kicks in when we're tired and we have to do hard things. We have to do things that we're not used to doing. We have to explore and activate different parts of our brain that we don't usually use. And we think, okay, but we can change at any point, right? This is not permanent. We can grow. We can change. That's part of being human. So we come up with ideas and plans for making changes. Starting tomorrow, I am going to wake up on time. I'm going to do my workouts. I'm going to complete my projects ahead of time. I'm going to plan it all ahead and I'm going to eat healthier. This is almost starting to sound like some of the new year resolutions that I've had. I'm going to keep my focus. I'm going to be patient with the children. All of the things that we say we're going to do. And then tomorrow comes and we go straight for the cookie or we decide we're going to procrastinate a little bit and maybe just get this done tomorrow because, you know, the project's not due for another month and then suddenly that whole month is over. Procrastination creates the illusion that time is much bigger, right? There's more time to the completion of our project than there really is. And it's just another way our brain decides to keep us comfortable. Now, our brain doesn't quite realize that we want to finish this. We want to get to the next level. We want to do things because we are interested in them. Our brain only recognizes that there's work involved and there's an option between a lot of work and doing something that is not a lot of work, that is at rest, that is more comfortable, that gives pleasure and an immediate release of dopamine or pleasure neurotransmitters. So why would we go for the hard choice? Why would we choose to stay up and finish work? Why would we choose to not procrastinate when we can move things along? So our primitive brain, the brain that connects to our limbic system, our fight or flight response, our reactionary brain tells us, just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing fine. Okay. So we keep doing what we always do, our habits, and we lose sight of the results that we really want. results that is going to take change, that is going to take action that we are not currently doing. And this creates a little bit of cognitive dissonance in our brain. So our primitive brain says, no, you like where you are, even though you hate that job, even though you want to lose some weight or you want to get stronger, or you want to find your soulmate and all of those things, it requires work. And so you really don't want to do that. And then our prefrontal cortex, our thinking brain says, no, that's really what I want. And so there's a disconnect between what you're thinking brain wants and your primitive brain wants. And so we come up with stories in our mind to make it okay to believe what our primitive brain is telling us. I don't really want to lose weight anyway. It's so hard and it's, is it even worth it? Life is short. Let me just enjoy it. I don't really want that promotion anyway, because if I did that, then I probably wouldn't get to spend enough time with my family. And that's not really what I want. So we find stories to fit with the reality 
reality that we're creating with what our primitive brain is telling us to do. So we are experiencing the inertia of being stuck in a place that we don't want to be. We want to move ahead, but we get all these stories from our primitive brain saying, no, that's where you want to be. And we're stuck there. And, and so now we have to make it okay. Cause if not, then it becomes hard, right? You're, you're in a job that you don't like. And you're like, I really don't like this. Then you are miserable and our brain definitely don't want us to be miserable. So in order for us to feel happy where we are and to make it okay to feel stuck, we come up with all kinds of fascinating stories on why this is where we want to be. So I really want you to just explore how that sits with you. Is this something that you have experienced in your brain? Are there things that you want to do that you want to create in your life and you are not doing that right now? And have you come up with stories on why it is not happening for you? Now, Newton didn't know his law of inertia was going to be applied to human psyche. I'm not the first person, by the way, just to give general credit that this has been studied, that there's numerous research on looking at mental inertia and psychological inertia and all of these kinds of things. And, and I am a huge fan of research that really looks into why are things the way they are? Because until we understand why things are the way they are, it's hard for us to change it if we want to. And for today, that's actually what we're going to talk about. Now we understand the inertia. We've experienced the inertia and we've even had the stories that come being stuck, being in overwhelm and really indulging in that space that this is something we cannot change because that's the story our brain gets to tell. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So have you ever wanted to make a change and you promised yourself, okay, you're going to make that change. You even figured out how you were going to do it. You have a system in place. This is how you're going to break that habit. This is what you're going to do tomorrow. And you wake up in the morning and you decide it's so gray and dreary. Today's not the day to start running outside. Today's not the day that I'm going to finish my project or I'm going to speak up in the meeting or I'm going to set up my appointment with my boss or whatever else that you promised you were going to do. And you think, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it on Monday. Maybe I'll do it the first of the month or the first of the year. This is how new year resolutions get created because we wait for that perfect day. Somehow it's going to be different if you do it January 1st. And you think tomorrow, that's the magical day that I'm going to be able to get started and do the things. And then over time, the inertia, right? Being stuck and the inertia of getting started is so hard that over time you forget that you even wanted to change. You accept that this is what you always wanted because this makes it easier in our brain to accept where we are. And eventually we all go back to our baseline routine, our habits that occur on a day-to-day basis. And again, the law of inertia strikes. So I want to talk to you about what this means and how do we, how do we overcome this inertia so we can get to the next step? So we understand Newton's first law is applicable to a lot more than just physics and a lot more than just technology, engineering, mathematics, and science, and all of the things. It is applicable to us as humans. So how do we overcome inertia? 
So let's start with what we do know. We are in a place either mentally, physically, emotionally, and we feel stuck. So when you are at that space of really wanting to make a change, quit something, quit a bad habit that you don't want to have, build a new habit that you want to make a change in your life, career, relationship, etc. So how do we truly understand the law of inertia so that we can overcome it? So Newton's law says, if a body is at rest or moving, it's going to remain at rest or keep moving unless it is acted upon by a force. Let's explore what that actually means for us as human beings on our day-to-day basis. What do we need to do to create that force, to create a change in where we are? So there are three criteria that have to be understood and overcome to overcome inertia. This is in my research analysis and really just putting together my insights on what inertia does to us. So the first thing to consider is with inertia, there is a resistance to change. Now, We can phrase that differently and bring it back to the question of what are the factors that are making it hard for us to go from where we are to where we want to be? First of all, we need to identify what it takes to go from point A to point B, from where we are to where we want to be. And when we look at all of the things, okay, so let's think about creating a workout routine. We don't work out now and we want to create a workout routine. The things that need to happen are we need to have the equipment. We need to have the time and location where we're going to be doing this. And we need to make sure that this time is protected. What are the internal barriers and obstacles? What are the external barriers and obstacles? How are we going to overcome that? So for instance, other things that come up that will take time on our calendar that will ultimately create a time factor difference, meaning we don't have time to do everything. And we decide today, maybe I'm not going to work out. So we have to make sure that this is truly time protected protected, that we have the equipment needed, and that no matter what comes up, we are willing to commit to making this a priority. So we look at what's required, we analyze the barriers and the obstacles, and we have a plan on how we're going to overcome this. Now, step two is looking at some of the thoughts and beliefs that are currently keeping us where we are. So these are potentially thoughts that are limiting beliefs, such as this is something that I can't do. I'm not good at it. It doesn't matter how hard I work out. I will never develop muscles. Even some of the stories that I've heard women say are, if I work out too much, I'm going to bulk up and I don't really want that. So there are lots of stories that we tell ourselves to again, make it okay for us to stay where we are. The other sort of category of thoughts that keep us stuck are thoughts of perfectionism. I'm never going to be a bodybuilder. I'm never going to be that good at it. So why even bother? I might as well quit now because why even bother? I'm not going to be able to do a great job at it. And everyone else is doing a good job and, and this is just not me. So again, connecting a little bit to your limiting beliefs, but really just saying I might as well quit before I even try because that way I don't have to to experience the discomfort, experience any of the emotions that come with trying and struggling and sometimes trying a certain technique and failing. Our brain says, why do you want to fail? Just quit already. But what if failing is just a way for us to learn that this one particular technique doesn't work? We would never know that without trying. What if failing is a way for us to know, okay, path A doesn't work. We have path B through Z, and then we can go into alphabets from 
other languages. We have so many ways of doing something. If plan A doesn't work, we can try other things. Maybe that's just not the right fit for us. So don't quit before you even get started because that's the only way to truly fail at something is by quitting on yourself. So when we're exploring perfectionism and limiting beliefs, and even when you're exploring feeling like an imposter, everyone else has it all figured out and you don't belong at the table and you're not really part of the team or the same as everyone else. That's okay. We don't have to be like everyone else to belong at the table. Number one, number two, maybe your unique characteristics are what makes you incredibly valuable to be at the table. So ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why do I want to do this? What will my life be like in a year or five years or 10? years if I stay where I am versus I make the changes that I'm wanting to, that I'm thinking about, that I'm planning to? Am I willing to do whatever it takes to do the things, even though they're hard? Am I willing to do whatever it takes, even if it means embracing the imperfections in me and that imperfections in me is what makes me unique, what makes me amazing? Can we accept that? Can we accept that there are going to be emotions and struggles that we go through and that discomfort, that frustration, all of the emotions that come up, are we willing to experience any of those emotions to get to our next level? And what if who we are is a huge part of what our journey is and accepting that and loving ourselves and giving compassion to ourselves. This is a key part of overcoming inertia and overcoming the resistance because part of inertia is we don't want to look at what is happening. We don't want to look at where we are. Why? even though we hate it, we're just wanting to stay there. We don't want to examine what is the discomfort in that space because the fear of knowing what that discomfort is even worse than being where we are, right? Being stuck. So there's a resistance to even examining just who we are and what's going on. So can we love ourselves in this imperfect moment, accept ourselves, connect with ourselves, to build ourselves, to be what we want, and to accept that this journey from being stuck to getting to that next level, to that next phase that we want to go, and all of the things that we get to experience, we get to do, is all of the imperfections that we experience along the way. This is what makes us amazingly unique and human. So I hope that you'll take some time to ask yourself some of these questions. What is it that you want? What are you willing to do? Are you willing to ask yourself the hard questions? Are you willing to experience all the spectrum of emotions, discomfort, frustration, forgive yourself for past mistakes? Are you willing to give yourself the love and connection, compassion for where you've been and all of the nuances of the journey that you've gone through so far? Are you willing to let yourself feel the joy of being exactly where you are right now? And from that starting place, build movement, building momentum and acceleration, and finally, overcoming the inertia in our life. And the third step in overcoming inertia is to explore all the areas that we have given up control, all the areas that we have attributed our struggle 
being stuck, feeling overwhelmed, we have attributed this to someone else. So the reason why I was late today is because of my children. The reason why I couldn't complete my project was because of my partner. The reason why I'm not getting a promotion is because my boss is difficult, right? I mean, how many times have we given someone else the power over our life? We use other people as an excuse for whatever is happening in our life, and especially as the reason behind why we are stuck, why this huge weight of inertia is upon us. But ultimately, these factors are all noise. They're noise that our brain insists is true. So we have to evaluate the situation and explore, well, what are ways that we can take the control back? So for instance, if I am late every morning, then let's break down my morning routine. What are ways that I can take control of my morning so we can be on time? If there's a reason why my group projects always get turned in late, what's happening? Let's break down the process and examine what needs to happen next time so they can be completed on time or even early. So we get to analyze the situation and take back our control. And ultimately, we take ownership in knowing that we do have choices and we are choosing to be where we are. Being stuck or being overwhelmed, not making changes. These are all choices. Yes, it's true. Our primitive brain might say a few words and help us think we want to be where we are, but ultimately it's up to us whether we want to be there or not. So if you, like me, you are ready to be done with the whole inertia thing and ready to make a change, then let's talk about the force, the momentum, and the acceleration that is going to be necessary to overcome the resistance to change, to overcome our self-limiting beliefs, to take back our control, to take ownership of where we are, to be willing to accept the emotions that come with change in all of its spectrum and glory of discomfort and frustration and joy, right? Our emotions, our life, being human is 50-50. So we get to experience all of it if we are willing to take the step forward, if we're willing to experience and enjoy the imperfection and the mess and the connections, and the joy of overcoming all of this to get to our next level, building a connection to ourselves, to our core values, to our belief about what we can do and what our current experiences are like. And my question to you is, are you ready? Are you willing to commit to building a change that you've been wanting to for years, whether it's changing something about your career, your relationship, your health and wellness, your environment or finances, any of these, because the next step in overcoming mental inertia is to put a date on the book and to get started. And I'm happy to support you during this journey. We will be having a few more sessions similar to this interspersed through my regular podcast episodes, which are interview-based. And I'll be talking about habit building and more on overcoming inertia and some actionable tips, more on figuring out what is your keystone habit, the habit that is going to be the key to building all of your other habits, the one that's going to have the domino effect in getting everything else up and moving. We're going to talk more more about what it means to build momentum. How do we go through some of these difficult emotions? How do we open our hearts and our minds to experience and be willing to experience all of these emotions? What does that look like? 
How do we break down our goals into nano habits so you can start automating some of the things that you've been struggling with? So it doesn't take willpower and motivation and all of the things that you thought to actually get up and do the things that you want to, to get back into your fitness routine, to lose that 10 pounds that you've been talking about, to complete that home project that you've been putting off for years. It's time for all of that and more. So I hope you continue to listen and thank you for your support. If you are ready to overcome the inertia in your life and take control of your time, energy, and productivity, join me in my upcoming masterclass, The Three Secrets to Build Your Nano Habits. This will be a game changer for anyone interested in overcoming inertia, getting your momentum going, and getting your goals achieved using the tools of habit building to achieve your life transformation. This is the virtual event that occurs on October 28th, 2021 at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The link to register will be in the show notes, and I would love to see you all at the masterclass. I hope you'll continue to follow and use some of these tools that I'm sharing. And I would love to connect with you on social media so we can talk more about how these are applicable in our real lives. We can amplify these tools and we can share with others and continue to build a supportive community that will help each of us get to our next level. Thank you so much for joining us today. For my listeners, if there are any topics that you want to hear more, please drop a comment below. I would be happy to add those to our weekly content. For all those listening, thank you for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or two. I would so appreciate that. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story to share about burnout or overwhelm, please reach out to me so we can continue to build this community so no one has to go through burnout and overwhelm alone. You can reach out to me at my website, serenitywellnessmd.com or Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Facebook page or at Serenity Wellness MD on Instagram. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice. Tune in for the next episode coming to you every Thursday morning. Goodbye for now.